Hello there, so I'm back with the spoiler talk for No Time To Die uh, So I just felt I'd wait until it had its opening weekend in the US before it came out with us So I did I seen the film last Monday, also gave me a chance to think on it even some more before going into details about it So this will be basically a full spoiler talk, it won't be blow for blow everything that happens of course We don't have all that time in the world, but you know I'll just be going on to some detail, talking about a few things I wanted to talk about in a bit more detail that I couldn't talk about in the non-spoiler review. So, if you haven't seen the film, I did do a completely spoiler-free review on the audio last week. So, that was last Tuesday I post uh, published that. So, that would be more the suitable review for you. However, if you have seen it, and or if you just don't care about spoilers, then feel free to listen, because we're talking spoilers as of now so one thing i mentioned in the non-spoiler review was how the opening scene reminded me of a horror film and how it was like something unlike anything i would ever seen in a bond film before and that is true that's that it's like a home invasion horror in that sense you've got that thing with um, madeline and with her mother and safin is there with this spooky creepy mask and he just comes into the house kills his mother it kills madeline's mother and then he starts chasing after Madeline out to the out to the ice falls and ice, but apparently he spared her life and things. So this was a great unexpected opening. Has there ever been an opening scene to a James Bond film like this? No, not really. And then we cut to Bond and Madeline. I think they're in Madeira. I think it is then. And and Bond then goes to Vesper's grave, and burns a little note said "Forgive." So I think it says, but then. The uh, grave, it was a trap because the grave starts, explodes and he gets attacked by Spectre agents. And when he's with Madeline, he starts getting all angry at her, saying, oh, You set me up, how do you know I was here? And she's like, Oh, I've got something to tell you. And he's like, Yeah, right, I bet you do. Turns out she did have something to tell him, but we'll find out about that later, five years later to be precise. But uh, yes, sort of standing action scene. This was one of the ones that was all over the trailers as well but this actually was so brilliantly shot it was an absolute belter of a scene and that's about when the shows with the machine guns oh, coming out in the car and everything this was an outstanding scene and then you've got Bond putting Madeline on this train to basically tell her to fuck off basically but um and then there we go, we come to the opening title scene the Billy Eilish song which is actually a cracking song as well I do think it's a great tune but uh, there you go. Now, before, it's nearly 30 minutes before we get to the t- open title. So there you go. And, uh, this, this film does literally get off to a bag. Literally. So I got a tremendous start to this film. We also see a little scene with some scientists and people steal this virus from a lab, which will be more important later on. You've even, even got a, cute, a, a cameo from British comedian Hugh Dennis, which was odd enough. There you have it. I actually did quite like him. So there you go. But that, I just thought I was odd, but there you go. Uh, and he gets shot in the head, so, well, if you, if you do like him, it's like, oh yeah, that's you, Dennis, that's nice. And if you don't like him, you get to see him get shot in the head, so you get a win-win both ways. So, there you have it. And then, uh, we've also, oh, and before it comes, it does actually say five years later, just once the title sequence is finished. So, you know, we're, we're doing an Avengers Endgame going forward. Uh, this isn't the only similarities to Avengers Endgame in many ways, but we'll get there. So, we also, uh, also Bond, we see that Bond's out living in Jamaica on his own, just 
doing his own thing, gets in contact with Felix from the CIA's friend from Casino Royale and Quarter of Sauce, and he wants him to come in, come out of retirement, do one job for them, whoever. And he ends up, he also does meet uh, Nomi, who was, who's Latana Lynch's character, who is confirmed as the new 007. This was pretty common knowledge, but uh, I left this out in my spoiler, my spoiler preview just in case, but yeah. I had a lot of people in an outrage, this whole thing, but they mentioned a few times as well, even Bond himself says, hey, it's just a number, but he gets it back by the end of the film, she even gives it back, and I think people were worried that she was going to like completely cuck him out and things, but honestly, she didn't, there was just back and forth banter, if anything, Bond got the better of her, because he like cleaned up her mess in Cuba, and actually got his number back in the end, as a sign of respect, so, all in all can't really complain. And I thought uh, Lynch's performance was good, things like that, so the character didn't bother me one jot. You know, coming to the scene in Cuma where I mentioned uh, you know, Anna Damaris's character, who was fantastic, her name was Paloma, I think. If you were going to do a spin-off with anyone, I'd say do it with her. You don't need a female James Bond or anything like that. Just do a spin-off with her, original character, and she was great. And the audience seemed, seemed to love her. That's one of the common things about this. Even some people who aren't that keen on the film think she was great in it. And uh, yeah, she really was here, she was funny, she was like, oh, I've only been trained for three months, and you're just like, <laughs> but nah, she was good, athletic as hell as well in the fight scenes, she looked amazing, we all know of course from Knives Out what a wonderful actress she is, this was, she, this sequence was great, tons of fun, really enjoyed it, so, but we also see as well, that uh, Inspector, this, uh, this virus thing comes through the airwaves and kills all the Spectre agents, that are there. This was meant to be for Blofeld's birthday. And this had horror elements too, the way their their faces were starting to disintegrate and things as, as well. So this was a really cool scene. This was great. Uh, so after this so, uh, Bond comes back to MI6 to work with them again. Uh, we all get to see old Q and Money Penny and M and all those, all those characters again. But this is kind of where the film tailed off for me a little bit. Around about the midsection, it did start to sag a little bit. And there's a lot of scenes that kind of went by that seemed a bit inconsequential, which uh, maybe was what brought it down a touch, the film, from, from me from being one of the greats. But, however, it might be one of those things. I've only seen it once, so future viewings, those scenes might actually be more once you get to the, to the finish or the end game of this film. But there's also some great scenes in here, like when... Uh, Madeline's interrogating Safin and she doesn't know who he is though but then he hands her the the box with the, the half broken mask in there that was a great moment that, again very creepy very very psychological thriller-esque uh, again Rami Malek some people don't like the villain and I, I get what they mean is but he, his performance is really good he, he does have this unnerving quality and the way he just sits and talks, he just has this cold chilliness about him, which actually is actually very effective. And another great scene is when Bond goes to see Blofeld in the, in the prison there. But um, Sappens get asked, made, asked Madeline to go and kill Blofeld for him, because Spectre murdered his family, essentially. Or Mr. White did as well, but he was part of Spectre, so he's, he's got his revenge for that. And you get sort of spray the virus thing on her hand. It kills anyone it comes into touch with, and it's specifically coded to people's DNA as well. 
it, well, it, it doesn't kill anyone. It comes into contact. It kills into contact with them if it touches the person who it's designed for. Yes, it's very complex, which is another slight flaw about this film, but we'll get there. But of course, before that, Bond meets Madeline again, touches her hand, and then he, he ends up he ends up trying to beat up Blofeld, but he ends up killing him because we're touching him. So <clears throat> there you go. But it was a great scene, great little back and forth between Blonde and Blofeld. <laughs> Bond and Blofeld, sorry. I actually think Christopher Waltz's Blofeld was good, very underrated. And the scene was great too. I, I liked the Spectre movie a lot more than some people did. So there you have it. We also, also later on we find out that Madeline has a daughter who's roughly, who looks roughly about just under five years old, roughly around about that time. You know, I wonder what she had to tell Bond. There you go. Originally she denies it's his, but then she's like, hey look at the the, the bright blue eyes. Uh, of course he must be wondering to himself, hey you bitch, you been shagging about? But then again, that'd be rich coming for him like, but... <laughs> Uh, eventually we get to like the island where um Satan's making up been making this virus and things he's about to parent out send out to the world. We get some great action scenes here as well. But we also get the moment when the big moment when Satan ends up I think he hits Bond over the head with something which has a vi- the virus coded to Madeline and his daughter's DNA. So essentially if he ever touches them, he kills them. So he's in a bit of a pickle here, but uh, Bond uh, kills Safin, as you'd expect. But then everyone from X6 is radioing him and saying, oh, we have to send the missiles, get off. And he's like, um, no, no, I can't get off. <laughs> and this is, this is where this film really, really elevates, because I was thinking, yeah, it's really good beforehand, but I think it elevated up to great here, because if it had just been a typical ending, then it would have been, yeah, great start, and then, yeah, fair enough, because the mid-scenes kind of floated by without much consequence, but now the end had made everything come together. I do think the whole thing was a bit complex with the whole uh, targeting specific people's DNAs, but in a way it paid off, because when it came to the end, it all came together, and then it actually elevated everything. Of course, he's got the big emotional scene when he's talking to Madeline. She admits that the daughter's his, and then he even says, you have all the time in the world. Beautiful moment. Really was. It really was brilliant. Of course, the missiles come down, blow up the island, presumably blowing Bond up. And we get the amazing ending when Madeline's driving with, with, the, with, her, with the daughter, as if they're going to Madeira again. And she says, I'm going to tell you about a man named Bond. James Bond. Absolutely perfect. Perfect. And then, of course, we get the Louis Armstrong theme. We hear a small intermittent and instrumental for it at the start when Bond says we have all the time in the world when they're driving about but this time we actually get the proper song to end the film which is exactly what I said they should have done with Honor's Majesty's Secret Service actually you've got this sad somber ending so you've got the perfect song to accompany it to accompany that they've wrote that wrong nearly 50 years later now so well done yeah so it would have been inappropriate if they just suddenly, as soon as the film ended, all you heard was burner, 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 what the hell? Oh yeah, the Avengers Endgame thing I was thinking about. You notice how they, they go forward like five years later, just like Endgame. Tony Stark had a daughter, just and James Bond has a daughter, just like Endgame. Tony Stark and James Bond die. <laughs> I, know. I, I don't know how much it could have been influenced by that because Endgame was they would have been probably well into production with this when Endgame came out but still 
Mm, don't know. So, having said that, no time to die. Really love the film. It's, I've only seen it once, as I said, but it gets better the more I think about it. And the stuff that was maybe had a problem with him was, wasn't quite clicking for me while I was watching it. does seem to have came to, yeah, made sense, because some of the exposition when they were talking about what the virus does and things like that was kind of washing over my head. But now, when you see how the film finishes, and the, you see what the end game was, it now falls into place. And, and I do get the feeling that whenever I watch this film again, I'll probably like it more, because we know where it's going and things. So, overall, I would say No Time to Die, even though I preferred Skyfall and Casino Royale and even Spectre. Yeah, I'm one of those strange people that actually really likes Spectre for for whatever reason. This film was great. It's a great Bond film. It's a fitting finale for Daniel Craig. He gives an amazing performance. And it's a film that's, whether people like it or love it, hate it or whatever, it'll always be remembered, especially for that ending. And, and with saying that, how do I feel about them going forward? Uh, to be honest, it's really difficult. Apparently they're going to start casting the next James Bond next year, so they'll have to go down the thrill reboot route. I'm kind of like, leave it for a bit, you know, leave it for a bit. There are some good actors you could go, go with. I know people want Idris Elba. This actually gives them a clean slate to do it, because if you've kind of wiped that canon, then you can go and do something different with it, so you can uh, do something like that. So that does actually open the door a lot more for someone like an Idris Elba to come in for that. Yeah, I think Richard Madden would be a good choice as well. He'd be great. But I also think, hey, look, if you, don't rush. Don't rush. We've just had, yeah, again, you have all the time in the world. Come on. We've, we've had just had this uh, incredible payoff. We don't really want it getting cheapened with, by having someone come out so quickly. And it seems odd talking about rushing a Bond film out quickly now, especially with all the delays this film had. But, oh well, funny old world, isn't it? But there you go, that's my spoiler thoughts on No Time to Die. Really did love the film. It was great. It gets better the more I think about it. So, there you go. So anyway, thanks so much for taking the time to listen. And goodbye.